Welcome to the very first uh, That TCK podcast um, Yeah You know, let's start his journey off uh, I think this podcast will be Just A little summary about my life And each of the places I've been to In other words, each of the eight countries some tits and bits and pieces that I've noticed or stood out along the way. Um, yeah, so let's get it off. Uh, my name is Amandeep Singh, and uh, I'm currently in India, New Delhi. Uh, incidentally, uh, that's where I was born back in 1991 of December. Uh, I've been blessed to uh, oh bless is a strong word but like I've been privileged blessed you know gifted to have been born into this a family which a diplomatic family basically an Indian diplomatic family where I traveled around the world so my dad I think yeah, he was in Kuwait in the late 80s. So my mother and my older brother... Um, w- were sent back home. Or were sent back to India. Because there was a war that broke out. The first Gulf War. Like late 80s. Maybe 89, 91. You know, give or take. So... So... Yeah, so my father had to stay back in the Indian embassy in Kuwait and to, you know, like, close off the embassy, which requires, like, burning secret top confidential letters. Um, There's a lot of, you know, nuts and bolts to that scenario, as I was told by my father. So... My mom and my brother are back in India and then I think my parents stayed apart from each other uh, for about a you know good good year or something uh, and this is back when like uh, letters like mail was the form of like communicating with people abroad there was no Facebook no Instagram no instant messaging even phones were hard to get um, and the international lines were extremely hard to they were extremely expensive so yeah Uh, then my father comes back sometime in uh, early 1991 you know he's so happy uh, you know like he didn't die on the field or on duty Uh, he describes it as like um, so there would be nights where my my dad's bosses and his colleagues would stay in like this makeshift hotel and like with nothing to, more to eat than just bread and jam because of war conditions and how he made it out alive was just like a blessing because they had to get a bus then you know to fly to another airport and from there that they go to a ship and then to another airport i don't know the logistics of it because it's been a while that um they've told me about it 
but yeah sometime I mean, this could be a this could be another episode of the podcast like where we, you know we dive deep in that story but anyways i digress uh my dad's back in like i guess march of, of 91 and then you know like my mom my dad you know my dad was really excited to see my mom so bam nine months later your boy Aman was born you know in New Delhi the December of December uh almost immediately like I guess like 10 months after so like in 1992 uh my parents uh, my father was posted to Madrid Spain he initially didn't want to go there because um I don't know he wanted to go to another station I forget which one but yeah so anyways and this is like my infancy like from my baby years <laughs> so I don't remember much but I do remember is that like uh, I spoke Spanish um, fluently even with a lisp like como estas like I can't do it now because I'm so out of tune of that Spanish uh, my Spanish now is more of a Mexican lingo but yeah uh, I my mom tells me I used to like just talk to the security guard at my play school you know say like hey what's up and then there uh, so like I was I'm born into a Sikh family and it's for those of you who don't know those people are like they have long hair it's part of their identity cultural and religious identity so i used to have long hair so my mom would like uh, makes these pigtails like on the, each side of my head and i i used to think that was cool or that was hip or that was you know what's how you know that's how it goes um <laughs> but in, in you know in um not looking from my perspective like my teachers or like the other uh people thought like I was a girl <laughs> because apparently I had very cute eyes and like you know those uh, fluffy cheeks so the security guard at the school would just say, you know, I'm gonna, you're my daughter now, you know, you'll come home with me, and I'll, I used to have this tip for them. No, 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 I need to go to my mom's. My mom's waiting. So that was that huge shabiel. Um That was one aspect. Uh, another thing was like I was really into school because I saw like my brother who was four years older than me. Uh, go to school and um, and yeah I was like yeah I want to go to school too like uh, like I want to go to school and then my parents said like no we cannot really put you in unless you're like three years old so like they waited a couple of months before I turned three to come in school but I, I vividly remember like I want to go to school too why is my brother going why, why am I going um I want to go to school, yeah. 
Like, I, I guess I had FOMO at that point in life. <laughs> Yo, had I known. Uh, anyways. So, yeah, uh, my parents put me into a, play, into a Spanish play school, which was interesting. And, like, hung out with, like, all these Spanish, uh, Spanish kids, uh, you know, as, as if they were, like, my friends. Or, I mean, I guess, yeah, coming... You know, I didn't think anything weird about it. Like, oh, I'm, my my skin is kind of dark because I'm brown or I'm Indian. I thought, oh yeah, you know, these are kids, and I need to talk to them, and they're my friends. Um, yeah, that happened. Another thing, like my father had a temper, like a really bad temper. You know, it's just you know what what we had to deal with me and my brother and my mom I was like I remember like me and my brother would used to get into these you know troubles troubling situations where um we would break a vase or we would break a chandelier you know give or take um and then my father we would be so scared of my father's anger like oh my god my father must have been in his like late 20s or early 30s but boy we were so devastated like i still remember uh one time i was playing with the house keys and i um you know it they broke they broke in half right so there's the the key ring part of the key and then there's the, the stick where the the you know where it goes in the keyhole so so the keyring part just snapped i don't know how or like i didn't even like put any pressure and i was so scared shitless right that um like what do i do my my mom was helping out my brother at that time like to you know for studies or something or homework i forget and i would just lollygagging around the house so i thought to myself okay i'll just put it i put the key ring with the broken key or the broken key like underneath the table and then you know my parents won't find out that's fine you know that's like it is what it is uh, but to my amusement you know like I forgot about that part is like oh you have to lock the house at night <laughs> you know <laughs> that's that's a thing that people do it's like then my father comes home like they we have all we all have dinner and i'm like just you know just living my life thinking nothing really happened and everything's okay um my 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 i'm talking to my brother we're just you know you know going about our day and then like my mom cleans up and the dinner table and i think my brother had already gone to bed and my father was like, yeah, give me the keys to my mom. And then my mom's like, oh, I can't find them. And then they started looking for the keys. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like a good, I think, 15 minutes. And then my mom was like, hey, Amon, do you know where the keys are? I'm like, I don't know. And <laughs> 
And then they're still looking, still looking. And then my mom like lures me in and is like, okay, just tell us where the keys are. We won't get angry. We won't, uh, you know, we won't hit you or anything. But so I was like, all right, you know, fair enough. <laughs> you know, I think it could be under the table. I don't know. That's one place you didn't check. <laughs> and then as soon as my father found it, I was like, I just didn't like, even realize what happened like i just felt my face just like moving so fast towards like the left side of like my you know uh view and like I, I don't even know what happened and then suddenly i like feel like tears rolling down my cheeks and like oh yeah i guess i must have been struck by my dad like slapped by my dad and my dad was like so furious you know like ah uh, still you know so i'm still scared of his anger like but yeah that was one time when i was like oh man oh man <laughs> and then another time was so my dad is really into planes that's how that's where his interest grew into like becoming a diplomat and like traveling on the world and all that stuff so he collects like miniature airplane models and he used to do it back in Spain too. And these models were like really like top of the shelf good models. You know, like everything was metallic. It was heavy. The small wheels were like actual wheels. Like you could play and then they would rotate. So there was nothing for show. It was like, and it was at that time it was like around maybe 20, 20, uh, 200 dollars one one uh, airplane model so i didn't know and so i was like you know just playing with the models one day one of those tiny ass wheels broke off and i'm like oh no so i was like i just like adjusted the airplane in the in a way that it seemed okay it's like steady on that wheel but you can't if you move it obviously you would know that it's broken and then <laughs> you know you know my my luck my dad was like yeah i want to see my airplane models today and then you know he saw he got angry and i think i got hit again for that <laughs> yeah so that was weird um yeah then I remember I played a lot of board games with my brother. I don't know what kind of board games they were, but we played a lot of board games. Then my brother was into like Tamagotchi and then the Game Boy. Um, yeah, uh, but like I was too young to understand or to comprehend about that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so like before we left I think we left uh, Spain in 1995 yeah I think we spent four years there and like I remember uh, one of my dad's friends from work he gave me like this like box filled with like small cars and I loved that I was like oh my god you know damn guy like wow love this I really remember feeling good about that present. Other than that, 
Oh yeah, then in 1985, my father got posted to Bulgaria, Sofia. Uh, this was an interesting time. Now I was going to school, like I, you know, just started kindergarten. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this is weird. Um, so like, uh, I still remember my brother was, uh, um... You know, he, he dropped me off to my classroom and my my teacher, oh, the school's name was Anglo-American School, Sofia, Bulgaria, lower campus then, you know, if you guys want to look it up. Anyways, and I still remember her name, it was Miss Emma Goodchild, and she was like, she was like working on the computer, I was, I didn't even know we had a, like, it was... It's like 95 and computers were like not really a thing. But anyways, um, yeah, she told my bro brother like, yeah, okay, you can just leave him off here. We'll take care of him. I'm like, don't leave me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh my God. And then like for a second, I didn't know English. I only knew Spanish or Hindi. And I think they put me into this ESL, English as a second language class. And then uh, they used to say that, like, oh, you know, you have to, uh, you know, you have to exercise your English or, like, you have to practice your English more uh, to be able to gel in with the other kids and all that kind of jazz. Um, but then I used to just hang out with the Indian kids. There was this guy called Ankit, which I used to hang out. And then Ananya, another guy, came later on. Um, I bonded well more like with Ankit because one he I, he knew the language I spoke uh, or uh, I was most comfortable in. Um, Ananya was more of like an overachiever, or maybe I don't know his parents like forced him to get good grades or something. So I always felt this disconnect with him. Uh, there were other kids from other nationalities, like there was American people, uh, there was a family from the Kennedys, uh, yeah, there was somebody, there was a family from the Kennedy family, like as in JFK Kennedy, which, you know, coming to think about it now, it must have like been crazy, like I, my one of my classmates was from that lineage, I was crazy i forget her name though and then there were like british people um german people uh yeah but again like i said I, before like i didn't feel anything weird about it i just felt like people i didn't feel like oh i'm indian and they're german or they're british or they're american how will you connect so like we just connected over I guess simple things like oh you know there's this thing happening like uh, who plays with me in recess basically that like you know tag football all your uh, things yeah language was not an issue until I started to speak English, yeah. Then I, I started to make good friends. There was this one kid called Kim, who was from South Korea. I didn't, know, I don't know his first name, 
but we used to call him Cam, and he was pretty cool. Like we would, we would play Worms, the computer game. If you guys know, like, it's like a multiplayer computer game, uh, two two dimensional, where you take turns to like kill each other. Uh, it was pretty fun. And then uh, that time. We got our first computer like back in 96 or 97, I think. Uh, and then we, uh, yeah, my brother, then we started playing Duke Nukem 3D, Quake, uh, Doom, all these games. Uh, my father was a bit skeptical because they're like very heavy on violence but like my father my brother was like really into them and i'm like yeah let's do it like it's action and i used to think like doom no sorry the duke nukem guy was the coolest person ever like i used to know his lines like you know shake it baby you don't want to dance or damn i'm looking good like as a a four or five year old I didn't know what those lines meant or something but I thought those, those were cool anyways like whoa you know that kind of war mess um, another game or computer game I really enjoyed was commandos behind enemy lines it's like if, um, turn based uh, play I guess strategy is like uh, you have a group of commandos and you have to control them and whatever mission is there you have to do it and without any one of them dying and then each of them have a special ability like there was a guy with who could only manage the boat like for like crossing the river or something there was a guy who couldn't like um you know ride the tank ride the boat oh, sorry not the boat ride the tank the uh, vehicles then there was a bomber who could do like explosives. Um, then there was a detective. Uh, yeah, those were pretty fun. Yeah, so like that's the majority like how I spend my days in Bulgaria. Uh, having said that, I still I think I first time I felt like some glimpses of like some discriminatory behavior at the school because like there was one kid I forget his name I just I to my knowledge I never did anything bad to him but like whenever like I would join like join his group of friends uh he would just leave or like he would be so di dismissive of me and this is like something I realized much later on I think he was an American too uh yeah so yeah, that just, you know, blows my mind. Um, Bulgaria was the first time I saw snow. You know, it was weird, interesting. And the first time I was so pissed at snow because, like, for some reason, like, the school said, like, um, my brother and I can't have recess unless we, like, have snow pants. And, like, to Indian parents, like, we don't know what they were, like, 
and then they only sold those snow like specific snow pants at a specific shop until we got those snow pants like we 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 stayed at the library and just looking like outside the window seeing all our friends play and you know, gathering and all that kind of you know commotion yeah i was pretty bummed by that because i'm a i'm a very extroverted kind of person and uh i really wanted to you know be in that mix of people another funny thing i did which was you know you know kind of i'm not too proud of um was that like when i was in second grade uh there was a teacher called miss emily good uh miss emily smith yeah and super generic name but yeah uh i had a i had a crush on her yeah i didn't know but i did i had a crush on her um yeah so like i would purposefully like make a fool out of myself just so that I could get her attention like I would fall off the chair I would um I would talk back to her like if she's saying like something and then I would say oh yeah that's right like some sarcastic comment I don't know the I don't remember the gist of it um and this one time like I watched a movie Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger and i think he's he said the word damn in it and i must have picked it up and i said damn in front of her and she was livid oh my god i remember that wow she sent me to the principal's office and i'm like i didn't like i didn't do anything that bad like it's just a damn and then like you know in retrospect i guess you know that is kind of a bad word but like i didn't mean it to anyone or to you know it was more of a like ah oh, shit or like oh dang like something bad happened that, that day and she just happened to listen to me and then yeah <laughs> yeah that was interesting yeah so i got a lot of i got into trouble a lot a lot <laughs> yeah to the point where the teacher said like you know you got to to my parents they said to my parents like you have to like discipline your child he's com- like always disrupting the class you know he doesn't let me concentrate on the class yeah and then i don't know what it was i thought i know you know in other times like it was also that like the the class was so boring like the, the subjects were just so lame like that's what i thought this is like aman as a second grader so i would purposely do something to like entertain somebody like so to like get a buzz going or you know like everyone's like falling asleep it's after recess we still have two more periods to go no one wants to learn this or like at least that's what i thought um so yeah that's where my showmanship kind of flourished in the wrong way yeah uh then i went to third grade uh which was that teacher was scary and she was like you know like middle-aged she had gray hair and 
her husband was the principal you know so like but they still had beef with me i don't know why um yeah so like with this one i clearly remember this one winter day like they said they sent home a letter from my mom and then they said like if you know your son doesn't really act up we may have to like tell him to we cannot keep you in the school any longer and then that freaked the shit out of me <laughs> yeah like it was i was like oh my god what <laughs> they don't like my jokes yeah so yeah that really yeah, that was like an indicator for me okay i'm on these people this is not the place and time for your jokes or your for your laughter or for your joy this is a place and time only for learning and like putting that you know just that like freaking information in your head and then go home this is not place to be a kid i guess i don't know so uh, and then like six months after later like uh like we went back to we we came back to india and uh, this is like around 2000 yeah 2000 ish like mid 2000 ish i would say um yeah but i was really really scared that like maybe like school doesn't like me maybe i'm not worthy of education or maybe i'm not i'm not there yet right uh yeah like maybe maybe i should just assimilate and like let go of this things that i have to disrupt the class or make a fool out of myself uh, and on the other hand my my brother was like a complete a student like straight edge you know you know you get a's in the assignments and like you know and and me i was like just barely making it <laughs> um yeah so we went back to india um that was a huge culture shock very huge that first time i realized like whoa so uh, even in india like i went to the school Tagore international school Vasant Vihar, in new delhi um it, it even though it said international school it was they were all indians <laughs> everyone was indian like i think we just got two international students one was from nigeria and then the other one was from south korea both i didn't really gel up well with like like i wanted to tell them like hey i know what it's like you know it's like even though i look like an indian i'm not really i don't think like them so we can hang or you know i i get it you know but they we didn't our our vibes didn't match so it was meant to be i guess um and also for the first time i like in in spain like uh there was complete like no pressure because i i was in i was in play school and then in bulgaria i was in i was in school but it was just more like 
alright, coloring or like, you know, today we'll learn about numbers. Um, there was no test taken. Um, there was no such thing as quizzes. Like you just had to participate in stuff, and then I guess they grade you accordingly. I don't really know how they did that, but like once I came to India, like oh my god, there are tests, there are exams, there are quizzes. Um, there's homework. What is this? <laughs> like, am I a slave? Like, oh, where's my childhood? Like, where's my, um, you know, where's my youth going to? Uh, so that was a big culture shock. But you know, you know, like, you have to adjust. You know, you have to sink or swim. Like, there's nothing you could do. Like, what would I say to my father? I don't want to do this because they give us homework. Like my dad would have said, "Yeah, that's the case everywhere. Like you have to grow up. You, you know, you have to take responsibility about your learnings, about you know your environment. You cannot stay as a kid. You cannot stay in that playful state." <sighs> But I had my mom. You know, like she she sat with me because I was a very very hyperactive kid. You could say like. No, maybe I had H A D H D A D H A H A D whatever that's called. You know, um, where you you can't stay uh, in one place for a long time. But so my mom would sit with me and like help me do my homework and like help me revise it for any test or anything and and that kind of put me into track. Um, to to do all right in school, not well, just to do all right. Um, I mean, even getting into the school was a huge, big deal. Like they said, oh, we'll take an entrance exam test, which something that I've never even heard of. It's like an SAT or like a TOEFL, like going into fourth grade. <laughs> you know, it's like what like i never heard about that right um but that's apparently a thing here in india so uh that happened um i i failed the exam but my brother aced the exam the principal felt really sad about me and gave me a pass thank you miss malika san um yeah Uh, so that happened um my brother went i think he went into ninth grade no he went into seventh grade in india what is yes, yeah seventh grade in india uh, and i went to fourth grade so and then there was also uh, this stressful environment of like if you don't clear the final exams You know, at the end of the year, you won't get promoted to the next class, and then that's a huge, you know, like a social stigma within the Indian students or within your classmates thing. Another thing I found weird was there was this like um, showmanship of like the top ten rank students. So like, what the teacher would do is like rank ten, Anuj. Blah blah blah. Rank nine, Ankita. Rank eight, 
Rahul rank 5 uh, Deepak rank 1 Saurabh so these people would get like these like special custom made like uh, sweaters for the winter like which had its, the school's logo on it at the time I was like okay whatever like I, I'm, I'm okay being a peasant <laughs> you know with the peasant clothing but now looking back on it it was like kind of a discrimination like I don't know uh, why did they do that like nowhere uh, nowhere else have I seen that happen like sure like there are grades and then that's how you, you get ranked accordingly but to that extent like when everyone's sitting and then like there's just a class teacher announcing who are the top five students in the class sorry top ten and then based on that they would get these like custom made you know jackets uh for the winter that's i never seen that <laughs> happen anyways that was a bit like something off that i thought was um oh and then so this is the time when like me and my brother would be riding the school bus and then like you know they're like the cool kids sit at the back and then all the rest of the you know people just sit in the front or the younger kids so like I would, I I guess I would gawk at the the older kids like who are in their in their you know eleventh twelfth grade because you know I just felt they're cute or hot or something I don't know I didn't even know what was why I did that but I did that and usually I would sit my with my brother because I didn't want to sit like in the front because I didn't know what kind of people I would sit with. And my brother would sit in the back just because of his seniority, I guess, right? Um, <laughs> so, like, in India, it's like, even if it's, like, a three-seat seat, like, people will, like, you know, jam kids there, like, with four ki small kids or five small kids. And, like, if it's a two-seat seat, uh, they would say, yeah, just fit one more in. Like, it's... Yeah, it was always like a constant tussle, like going home and, you know, yeah, going home. Getting picked up was okay because we were the f first stop. So, like, we had good seats. Uh, we could we could arrange accordingly. But then going home, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then the politics about that, that culture. Anyways, um... Uh, so my brother, when he went into ninth grade, he stopped. Like I felt, he, he felt overburdened. So like, although he like cleared ninth grade and I cleared, what was it, fifth grade, um, he stopped going to class. And then that kind of, uh, that kind of like uh, trickled down to me. Also, like I also didn't go to class. Because he said, like, I need to go to another school. I need to go to another country. So, like, he forced my father's hand into going to Mexico, which was our next destination. This is in 2002, right? And it was a English school this time. Uh, Green Gates. Uh, yeah, very well-known school. Um, yeah, it was... So, he, he got admitted... 
in 10th grade and I got admitted in the class back so I was in 5th grade um, you know although I already did 5th grade back in India because for some reason like I was a class ahead of myself and then like they said no you don't match the age of our students so you will take you but we'll take you in a class back that was a kind of a bummer because I was like oh great I did the Indian fifth grade for nothing right so that happened but you know I took it with my stride there again like the I remember the teacher he had like a huge issue with my English he's like I don't know if you're really understanding what I'm saying to you or like you know you have this like really thick accent or so like he would forcefully like make me go to like ESL class although I, I understood like everyone almost immediately um which was kind of fucked up in its own way uh yeah because I, I had a very thick Indian accent um, back then. I do, I do admit that, you know. Maybe he, he didn't like the way I was speaking English. Man, fuck, fuck that though, you know, really. Um, that happened. I was into fifth grade. Um, I remember like, this was completely out of the box for me. It's like, uh, there was an Indian kid called Jay, which helped me around, and because his mom was a school teacher too, so like she was in the system. Um, but again, this Indian kid was like an overachiever. Like he, he did like you know he was a top one percentile of the class, and and I'm like more of a laid back, chill kind of a dude like all right just do enough to get a decent grade and then be done with it not to like always aim for the you know a a a or whatever but to my surprise uh fifth grade was very very chill um in mexico in that setting um one thing i had to do was i had to learn spanish all over again I had forgotten the Spanish I already knew in in my infancy. Now I was, you know, a tween, pre-tween. Yeah, and I had to learn that again. Uh, then once I learned it, I really liked it because then I could understand like what the Mexican people were saying or like what their what their slang was. And I fell in love with the Mexican slang. I, I still feel that's like my most favorite slang that there is, hands down. You know, it beats Hindi slang, it beats English slang, Mexican slang, man. That's where is it at. So that happened. Um, then I got more comfortable in my shoes. I actually, I think I'm the one of the few kids that I know that I actually enjoyed my puberty like <laughs> yeah I like that's one you know one part of my like one part of my past that like I wouldn't mind revisiting or reliving it was like 
seeing like experiencing those hormonal changes like looking at women or like in a in a in a very intimate way um <laughs> look at them looking at a porno and thinking wow those are some magnificent boobies or wow that's how you know women look like right it was like a it was like an expectation for me like a sense of discovery for me yeah it was it was amazing i really liked it yeah um then but then you know the one like i guess an emotional side to this is like uh my brother you know took his own life in the in 2005 in in january you know at some point down the line i'll discuss more in detail but yeah that's like a that's something that happened you know um like to cut it short like we don't know what why why did it happen but it happened like he never left that message or he didn't leave any indication but it just happened uh so i stayed in mexico my or i guess my family stayed in mexico until 2006 oh yeah before we go to the other uh, the next location um and during mexico is also when i fell in love with football uh football i mean soccer so like my my one of my best friends even like he was a big soccer fanatic like his favorite club uh, was club america uh and then like i remember when i would go to his house for sleepovers on fridays um like he would say all right just like hang back a bit in school because i have to play like i have to play the after school activity which was football so you know just hang around and just like stay back then like slowly but surely like okay i hung around and all that but like i was bored so like i started to say hey can i play too and then yeah, at first i started off as a goalkeeper when i got the courage to become a defender and when i got more courage nail uh, like i started to become a striker and like learning ways to deal with the ball or how to juggle not juggle i guess how to control it how to pass and how to shoot um then yeah so that happened and like even the my pe teacher said like i would rather have like 10 amans than like one kike kike oh, enrique was really good in football but he was like a very selfish kind of person and then like i was always looking for a good pass or like a for a good through ball um so yeah that's a compliment i you know uh, wear it proudly but like you know with compliments there's also pushback like there i i got to hear like people say to me is like you know why do you even try to play football like or soccer like if you're not good at it just stop you, you know you're just embarrassing yourself all those tasty spicy comments you get you know but yeah they did bring me down but i was like and he even said no man why would you 
why would you listen to them if you if you into it just do your thing man yeah so that was a huge i would say hobby and it still you know lives with me today so after watching the world cup in uh, germany through the television uh my family moved to myanmar which is like right above thailand in the map like i didn't know honestly i didn't know and we i didn't even know that india was a neighboring country of myanmar um to be honest but uh yeah so i got there and i'm like oh my god uh it was another big culture shock that you have to understand is like i got there when i was in ninth grade right now is it ninth grade yeah i was in ninth grade yeah 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 in 2006 and then like it's like mian uh, yangon the or the capital or the, what it used to be the capital uh was not so developed it was like it had one cinema theater or one movies um everything was controlled by the government because it was run by an other authoritarian dictatorship military style so like no mcdonald's no pizza no domino's pizza um you know it was like cut off from the world and like you like watching porn like took a good an hour just to like for an image to load up and like what is this man like oh <laughs> busting my balls here <sighs> yeah but uh uh and the people and the my high school classmates weren't so welcoming it's a very close community so like the graduating class was only of like 30 people so you could imagine how big was the class was so like there were groups of korean people uh then there were groups of uh, burmese people then there were groups of like people who were like straight a students then there are groups of people like who st- uh, stuck together from all the way from kindergarten to up to ninth grade up to that point so like and i was just there like oh man like and for some reason i didn't really hang out with indians too because they were in that group of like oh the overachievers or they they wanted to do good in life and you know get A's and all that like I, that was never my plan or attitude like just do the bare minimum and get by uh see what's out there you know uh i don't want to like put all my 110% in like studies so what one thing i did do was uh which i'm kind of proud of is like every break i just like put myself completely in the football you know field so like what that what would that mean is like it's like if it's hot raining whatever it is like i'll just playing i'll be playing soccer you know 
with kids older than me, with kids younger than me. I got a lot of flag for playing kids who were way younger than me. So like if I was in 10th grade, there would be like kids who might wanted to play like who are in 6th grade. But like, you know, they want to play. Okay, cool. And they had the ball. So like, why not? And then, you know, you know, oddly enough, they became my friends. Yeah. Um I I did have uh, uh like a friend or two for my class but you know it wasn't like I could share my deepest darkest secrets with uh then 11th grade happened and I told somebody I liked them on the phone but <laughs> I couldn't distinguish like the voice and it turns out I told the girl's brother that I liked them not the girl that I liked and that was like a huge flop pie on my part because then that like spread like wildfire and the girls just like just said like oh my god I would rather go out with that person than Aman like and I'm like Wow, okay, like a simple no would have sufficed. You didn't have to like go all overboard. <laughs> and then like the Korean, so the girl was from a Korean community and then I just felt this like venomous hate from this Korean people like of my class. Um, like how, how dare you ask somebody from, you know, out. Uh, I was like a dirty kid, you know, I was So like in Burma, the, 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 there's only two weathers, there's monsoon and there's just heat <laughs> So like you sweat profusely And on top of that, I'm like playing football Or I'm running around doing something So, you know, I would sweat And like after lunch And then I would get these stares at me Like, oh my god so stinky or oh my god he doesn't even like clean up himself like you 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 understand that you're not like um, like wanting i'm like all right you know hindsight like i should have brought an extra shirt or extra set of clothing but like maybe that was on me i don't know but yeah so that was a little bit of bullying i uh i uh, received Going, uh, speaking about bullying, like um, going back to Mexico, I I do admit I I kind of bullied this one person. Um, he was big. He was uh, he was kind of uh, um, how do you say? He was not the fittest kind of person, right? So like, I would say all. All the, sorry about that, all the attacks of mine would be like on his uh, physicality of it. So I used to make him cry and all that, but I'm not proud of that. I tried reaching out to him many times, but I um, failed to do, like I failed to establish a contact with him. Anyways, so I graduated from from uh, my school in Burma or Myanmar in 2010 
I went to I went to college in the U.S. in a small liberal arts college called Elizabethtown College. That's where I met my first girlfriend from Japan, right? Mm. Um, then after that, sorry, I'm like you know running through these as I see the time. It's like you know I've taken a lot of time. But we will go in depth in these case scenarios or these stories. So after college, I went to grad school in Vermont. Uh, so after me and my my parents moved to Denmark, and then from Denmark they moved to Mauritius. I visited them often on. Um, many times. Many times, like during summer and winter break, um, um, and uh, yeah, so I also stayed in Denmark for a bit. I stayed in Mauritius quite a bit, uh, and then I came back in India in 2017, and ever since 2017, I've been living here in good old India, New Delhi. And my parents just left for Norway. I think this is my father's last posting, and then he retires in 2022. Well, that's a little snippet of. I try to like dive deep and try to keep it light. I don't know uh, if you guys liked it or not. Just give me a shout out. Um, uh, there's a. In my link, there's the email address. If you have any thoughts, concerns, queries, where do you want to see this grow? I may or may not take your advice. Please don't take it personally. Um, I'll try to keep these um, like one hour long, or at least like more than 55 minutes. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I also have to edit this. Like, let's see what what's gonna happen. All right, man. All right, guys. I'll see you guys later. This is this has been the TK TCK life, and I'm signing out. Cheers.